So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the Tales from the 96 Camry homies, Basam, Mike, and Haas. Thanks a lot for joining me and hopefully we'll have you guys back on here down the road. So for episode 24 of Easy Conversations, I'm extremely excited to introduce my friend who is entering the, who has been in the real estate game for an indeterminate amount of years we're going to find out on this podcast and he's a power play specialist on my hockey team, the homie Marty Biznasty Bissanet. Say what's up to the people. Hey Eric, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course man. So I just want to start off by asking you, how long have you been a real estate agent and when did you decide you wanted to join this highly competitive industry? Yeah, so I've pretty been, I'm new to the business for sure. I've uh, been about a year and a half now. So starting January uh, 2019, it's my first calendar year. So by 2019 to 2020 is going to be my first calendar year. Mm. Uh, why change? Uh, very long story. Swapped uh, careers, changed programs in college. But um, honestly, at yeah, the government, it wasn't very stimulating for me. Uh, had to switch, had to meet new people. So uh, I think a few months in, I already knew this was it, and uh, I'm loving uh, every month of it. <laughs> okay. How did you land on real estate, though? Is it something that you'd maybe met people who are in the real estate industry? Um, no, it's it's actually the job itself. Like, uh, going out, driving around, being totally uh, a tenum, uh, mm-hmm. independent, yeah. no boss telling you when to come in, and... Uh, meeting constantly meeting new people for me is a huge thing because um, I don't know just having small talk or uh, being outside is very important for me being locked up in a cubicle is honestly there's no one that really influenced me in getting into it well not true there is one family friend who kind of offered me a job into it and uh, it was kind of I guess yeah a certain aspect I was influenced but the uh, big decision was actually the job itself and not being pressured into it mm-hmm Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Was the process difficult to get into? Because you had to get a certification, right? So initially, you were had you completed another college program? So and- yeah, it's not a certification; it's a license. It's a provincial right. license. So um, obviously, there's some courses to that. Curriculum just changed. Uh, by the time I was joining, um, it was no longer the three courses. Uh, work for a year and then complete another three more courses. Now it was five courses work for a year, and then do your final course, which I am currently doing right now. Okay. Yeah. That's good, though. It's kind of like a co-op where you get to do your in-class yeah, and then on the field to get the experience well, and see ex- if it's actually for you. Exactly, like anything else. But I think I've heard talk that the auto college is closing down. I'm pretty sure it's happening. So um, for anyone else that wants to do in-class, um, they're going to have to go uh, exterior of Ottawa, Toronto, okay. or... Cornwall has an office too, but um, there's different programs. There's different choices. You can do a correspondence, so buy the book at your house. You can do it online or in class. I was working at the government, so I was uh, mixing both together. Um, took me about what I think a year to get, do my four five five classes, and after that, uh, yeah, just got to it and uh, dropped the government. Okay. And what was the biggest obstacle? in the real estate getting into the real estate industry like you work for an agency correct yes yeah exit realty exit realty yeah okay so did you have to apply to that realty realtor uh, agency Um, so usually uh, um i'd say most uh agencies are gonna welcome anyone else anyone with open with open arms just because for you, you're just a uh, cell representative. So basically what's what that is, is that uh, you're just bringing in money for them. So mm-hmm. obviously they're going to let you in. There's certain uh, small teams that are just going to want uh, people with certain uh, years of experience. Mm-hmm. Exit is open to anyone. Um, that's good for me. So I'm getting a lot of experience. Um, really enjoying the people I work with. So uh, the overall experience is great. Um, but uh, yeah, who knows where I'll be, uh, you know, 10 years down the line. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's a good thing about Exit where they're pretty open minded for recruitment. Whereas like some other companies, if you don't already have a shoe in or a contact in that industry, in that uh, company, yeah. it's very tough for to sure. get in. Right? Or the years of experience. Like they don't want to baby you. They don't want to tutor you. Uh, they only want the real deal, right? I'm not. I think I am the real deal for sure. It's just the only thing is that um, obviously I don't have humble the years. Humble brag. <laughs> humble brag. Yeah. Um, 
I just don't have the years to back it up, obviously. Yeah. We all get there. They're almost a year in. So in that year, I was going to ask, what was the, what is the biggest obstacle you find in day-to-day activities or month-to-month planning ahead? Honestly, you got to be tied to your phone. Uh, you got to be available for your clients all times. Um, that's one of the biggest, uh, um, what I want to say, um, basically compliment that people are giving me is that I'm always available at any moment. Uh, you've got a question at 11 PM, 1130 PM, send me a text. I'll answer if I'm up, you know, I never tell people I'm not available. Um, the other thing that's maybe difficult is, uh, the first year if you're getting into it is having the cash aside. Cause honestly, mm-hmm. you don't expect a crazy year. There, there's going to be a lot of people bullshitting you, uh, saying that yeah, you might be making 80 K the first year. It's not the case. Uh, unless you're maybe fed by someone else, uh, a team, but, um, yeah, that's another case. You're paying extra commission on that, but yeah. yeah, overall I'd say have cash aside and, um, be always available. Yeah. yeah. Those are probably the two difficult things to uh, offer your clients. Yeah. yeah. So for you, I see following you on social media, you've been fortunate that a few of your friends have bought houses off you. Right. So how, how do you go about the process of finding clients? Is it through your ads that you had, you've had to put up money for yourself to put up or will exit realty help um, you with that? Every agent, every agent is uh, different. Um, a lot of it, you have to upfront it yourself, uh, signs, uh, cards, um, social media advertisement too. You have to upfront that, um, how I got my clients, obviously it's a good moment. It's a good time for, for my age. A lot of my friends are starting to buy, uh, yeah. at this moment. Um, I'd say, uh, having in, being in the market, maybe a year or two ago, they wouldn't have been ready. So yeah, it's probably prime time from right now. Uh, also, uh, Mortgage rates are very low, so everyone's looking to buy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I forgot your second question again. How do you go about finding clients right. other than friends? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, other than friends, I'd say uh, <laughs> you can door knock. That sometimes works. You can leave your car and do that. But honestly, it just starts rolling. Like, it's it's really hard to explain. Like, from my friends, I just... It's, it's a lot of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If you do a good job, they'll really want to refer you, and then they just start spreading. Um... My first seven months of uh, last year was a bit rough, I'll be honest. Um, obviously, you're trying to establish yourself. But once you're established, um, I'm, not, I, I'm not fully established for sure at the moment. But right now, I can feel the wheel spinning, mm-hmm. like constantly getting new clients. Um, you, you just get random phone calls uh, and uh, people are getting your, your names. You're just, it's just technology is helping you so yeah, much today. Sure. I think back in the day might have been a different world just because people didn't have, uh, you know, internet at their disposal. So, like, they, they had to go knock at windows and uh, whatnot. But now uh, technology, you can, people can shop around online, right? Yeah. But yeah. the word of mouth concept has always been around, though, for real estate, right? That's, it that's, just helps so much with social media. And that's your bread and butter, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. are you heavily active on social media with... I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> you got to force yourself to. That's that's a big realtor job. Yeah. If you're not uh, present on the social media, uh, people might forget that you're actually a realtor or that uh, they might think you just don't do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know you are a buying real estate agent right like you help people buy their houses but are you also in selling real estate agents so when you've got your license uh there's two sides of the coins there's uh representing someone on the buying side and on the selling side Mm -hmm. i'd say um naturally people are gonna have buyers at first um the people who list sell the property already used a realtor so if the realtor stayed in their life and um naturally they're going to use them again if they did a good job. So it's hard to uh, actually puncture and get new uh, listings, right? Um, I think the average cycles for your buyers to sell again is five to seven years. Now it can be two, it could be 10, but yeah, the average is five to seven years. So um, it'll take a while before for my wave of buyers to actually start selling yet. But uh, yeah, like you'll get some listings here and there, but the, the major way to actually get new clients is um listings so with that that helps tremendously because then you 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 organize you host open homes open house and then uh, you've got so much flow track if traffic coming in you know uh, they're registering and then you can you can have in uh, a sheet saying like are you working with any other realtor they Mm -hmm. say no then you just you know you pick it up yeah yeah so have you sold 
helped someone sell a house yet or not? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'd say percentage wise, probably eighty percent buyers, but yeah. some listings. But yeah. then eventually, your buyers will become sellers. Hopefully exactly. That you've yeah. sold them on yeah. yourself that they'll want to yeah. sell with you. you. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because like I said, yeah, just getting listings overall is a bit difficult, especially in the market today because um, you've got some competitions and you've got to offer some, uh, you've got to, uh, I think you've got to undercut the uh, actual standard commission to okay. get the new listings. Yeah. 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 So we mentioned you've sold to a few of your friends. Do you find that kind of maybe not awkward, but well, it's definitely different than selling or buying, helping someone buy that you don't know, right? Um, yes and no. I'd say it's just, it hits home a bit more. Yeah. Obviously you want to do satisfying. It. I yeah, guess. yeah. 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 Not like, to knock the people you don't know, but it's just yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like honestly, I give my hundred percent to In all my clients, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's something about knowing that person for X amount of years that, uh, you want to make sure that they're hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer question there, but do you prefer selling to people that you know? Because it's just... Of course, of course. It's just the whole... Uh, they already know me, right? Yeah. They already know me. So you don't have to do that icebreaker, kind of meet right. the meet and greet. And uh, and then obviously the flow conversation is much easier. You can joke around easier. You don't know their sense of humor when you don't know them. Mm-hmm. So for that, I think the whole process is more natural. Um, but yeah, there's obviously two sides, right? Um like I said, I love meeting new people, so, yeah. Yeah, and you've said you're a social guy, and I know you there, I know you're a social guy there, but can it be sometimes difficult to engage clients, like, is there, they might be on edge, stressing about finding the right home for them, and uh, how do you make them feel comfortable Yeah. to sell them on yourself? Mm, yeah, no, uh, buying a property is probably, it's the biggest transaction of your life, yeah. uh, so you want to make sure the whole process rolls out uh, well. Um, how you can do that you have uh, I, o- I offer people who are purchasing properties um, first time home buyer seminars so I basically break down break down the whole purchasing in many steps uh, I feel like when you do that anything's really easy and simple and then it takes away the whole stress so at that moment all the questions they have they're answered right there and then so when we actually start home shopping they're set. They already know what they're looking for. And I know that because I've already set them up online on my like online portal, basically, so they can see all the homes on MLS. Mm-hmm. So uh, even if they're not ready to actually b- purchase a property at the moment, they've already been, I've already registered them maybe a month ago or two months ago, even six yeah. months ago, right? So then they already know what they like. I know what they like. So the whole process becomes fairly easy. And then um, it's just basically finding the property you like, hopefully getting it because today's market is very hot there's always competing offers most of the time not always but most of the time so uh yeah that's basically it okay and yeah speaking on today's market where do you see the home owning or buying i guess markets going in the next few years (laughs) um if you if you have an idea of where it's headed yeah no i can't really say that for i can't really see the future but for if i were to take a guess no 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 if i were to take a guess uh, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. So by that, I mean, it's always, it's going to be seller's market for a while. Uh, unless the rates really, really change. Um, yeah, it's just, there's, there's just so much investments going around here. We're getting a lot of overflow from Toronto, Vancouver, everywhere else. So we've got a lot of uh, immigrants coming into Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of government H- HQs as well. It's just, it's a very stable city. Yeah. So I don't think people are afraid of investing. In, and for that, it just creates, the demand is so high. And then the amount of inventory just doesn't meet the supply of the buyer. So that's why we're saying a seller's market. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not balanced, right? There's just lacking homes for buyers. Mm-hmm. So because of that, uh, prices are rising and um, I don't know, could be another five ten years i don't know but what about the talk of recession coming down the road how do you think that's gonna affect recession uh markets i don't know i don't say i'm not i don't i'm not really a believer in a recession i think it might like i don't think it will decline we might go stagnant so the price stops rising but i really don't think we're gonna hit like a 2008 again something like let's hope not no i don't think so i really don't think so 
Yeah. No, not here. Maybe some some other cities might take a hit, uh, but I can't imagine Ottawa really dropping that much. Yeah. Mm-mm. But for as for the value of houses right now, though, where yeah. would you rate them in your experience? Rate them how? What do you mean? Like, do you think they're gonna, just going to keep increasing a little bit values of homes? Because I feel like nowadays buying homes has become a lot more expensive than it was. Oh yeah, the inflation years, has a few years ago. Yeah, the inflation has not been equal with the salary raises and everything else. But um, I don't think it's going to stop. Uh, like, no, the prices are going to keep rising for sure. Um, it's it's different around. There's different areas in Ottawa that are rising at different pace. Um, if you're looking to, if you're really afraid of the recession, possible recession, or losing a certain amount, like you're purchasing and losing, I'd maybe suggest uh, going uh, outside of Ottawa where it hasn't been increasing crazy. Um, I don't know, Russell, uh, Lima, Jean Brun. Those areas have been increasing with small percentages, but. Um, here in Ottawa, you've got like Barhaven, Canada area where they're raising like 15% a year, yeah. which is crazy. And here in Orleans, it's not as crazy, but still, we're still getting some... There's a lot of spots popping up in Orleans though, eh? Oh, yeah. Develop- yeah it's- on Innis, I remember when it was just the water tower, literally. Yeah. On Innis, just the water tower. Oh, yeah. Now there's home oh, yeah. developments going up everywhere, like yeah. near Paget. I don't know. Do you sell mostly in Orleans, first of all? I don't limit myself. Uh, I've sold homes in uh, Limoges. I've sold homes in Canada, Barhaven, everywhere throughout Ottawa. I don't know. I like. I honestly love learning about Ottawa and um, visiting every property. I always make sure to uh, check it from uh, you know bottom up. I don't know. The whole process of purchasing a property is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. You like being on the road. Um, so do you feel like being always being on the go, do you feel like your mind is also always on the go? Like you've, you've been missing hockey games for work sometimes and the, the long hours. I'm not scolding you here. Yeah, I'm just saying. But no, no, no. Do you yeah. feel like you're all like maybe not stressing about work, but is it, it's not like your typical government job, like you said earlier. Like me, when I come home from work, it's off my mind. I don't have to worry about it until the next morning, right? Right. Um, you definitely, you're living with your work at home. Oh, for sure. I bring it everywhere. I even dream about it, no lie. <laughs> that's, that's what I was it saying. Can haunt it's me. always on your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, you got to take it seriously because uh, it's do or die in this market. There is so much competition. I think there's about 3,000 3, realtors in Ottawa. So for that, you've... You you have to put in the hours if you want to make it, but um, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's always on my mind. I'm never stopping, and uh, of course, sometimes missing some games. It's, it's worth it. The show it's goes on it. without you, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you like that though? Do you like that always having to earn what you make? I do, I do, and um, not that it's risky. I just like having the different paychecks coming in, not knowing where I'll be exactly in five years time because I have this X amount of money coming every second week. For me, that's a little bit boring. Uh, Some people like it. Uh, I go, I don't, I I like having some years, you know, you can make 70,000, like you can make 60,000, like you can make 100,000, you know, it's all over the place. Obviously it's always gradually going up, hopefully, right? If you're doing well, but um, that's, I I, I like having some spice in my life, you know, is I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't want to always be, set stone knowing the exact amount that's going to come in for sure and it's all on you basically like you're in charge of how much money you're making basically for sure oh yeah it's with the amount of hours you put in so with that stress did you mention that you are stressed a little bit about your work and the amount of work you have to put into it or it just drives you no it drives me okay yeah no no i like having it's it's just it kind of balances itself though because like in winter time it's really not as busy. Those are the slower months. Yeah, slower months. No right? one's buying. Yeah, there's multiple reasons why people or the market is just, there's not as many uh, opportunities in the winter. Uh, kids are back to school. Less people want to move out for that. Uh, winter time, just generally moving around is not as enjoyable. Uh, landscape, not nearly as nice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, flowers blooming, all that stuff. It's just uh, winter time is, is, is very slow compared to summer. So yeah, you put in your 12 hours a day, uh, summer times and winter you can relax yeah yeah but if you had stress how would you deal with that like do you like, that's something we talk about a lot on this podcast yeah, so i just want to see where you're at where what's your outlet or your kind of your escape from your work well as you said it mostly drives me at the moment i'm not there yet where the stress is unbearable okay. uh talk to me maybe in five years time 
um, if it's nonstop every day, right. even wintertime, uh, it might be the case, but uh, it's not for now. So where is your goal to be in five years from now? <laughs> five years from now? Uh, or just in the near future, in the real estate industry right now, obviously you work for is Exit Real Estate. Exit Realty Matrix. Realty yeah. Matrix, okay. It's okay. <laughs> Put the link in the description. I'll get it right by then. But, yeah, uh, their office is on St. Joseph. Okay. But um, in five years' time or in the future... Uh, hopefully fully no recession. Yeah, hopefully no recession. Fully established. Um, and uh, hopefully clients... I, I don't know. I'd like to have... like. Just for an example, this year um, I'm aiming to do to close at least 15 transactions. That's my goal. So every year I want to keep going up. So in five years' time, I hope I'm doing you know at least in the 30 plus transactions every mm-hmm. year. With that, I wouldn't be satisfied, but I'd be at least positive that I'm I'm constantly you're, growing. You're you know? doing something right. Yeah, like in five years' time, if I can double what my first year did, uh, that's a, that's success. And then. 10 years time, hopefully I can be, you know, around the 50s or 60s transaction yeah. year. Transaction, it's buy or sell. Right. Yeah. And where are you at so far this year, if I may ask? Uh, I'm at 11 right there now. There you go. Yeah. So Almost I think, I, yeah, I think I'll be able to reach my 15 for sure, even past it. But uh, anything over 15 is gravy. But uh, yeah, not, I don't want to stop. <laughs> so now it's start, starting to slow down a little bit, right? Because I saw during summer, it was like every second week or so, there was a new post, new yeah. house sold. I actually have to post some right now. Like, like you said, I have to be present online, which I, uh, I've been lacking the last uh, two, three weeks. But yeah, I've got to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you mentioned your social. Other than being a very social guy, what do you think is one of the biggest skills in, to have to be an effective realtor, real estate agent? Uh, you've got to connect with people for sure. Obviously, that's social. Yeah. Uh, understand what they're looking for. Uh, find their needs, and then uh, I don't know. There's there's more like just basically be open minded as well too, because people are always looking for different things, and uh, you might not understand their reasoning, but you just got to go with it, right? Because everyone likes different things, like. Even the, you can find a, an older home and, you know, accidentally you can say, oh, this home is very old. But you would rather not say that. So just... Uh, I don't always know. look for the positives, maybe. Yeah, always look for the positives. Uh, like I said, always be available. Um, hardworking. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of having a brain fart right now. But uh, yeah. No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. It obviously all falls under social skills that you need to yeah. have, right? And has that yeah. taught you really how to... You you said you already had some of the social skills, but have they has this work really accentuated a lot of the skills you maybe didn't know you had, like how to make small talk with people you don't know at all, or did you already have that? You think? No, I think that I've already had. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm still thinking about the last questions on skills. There's just uh, obviously you've got to, if if you want to go in the, the investment property side too, you've got to be good with finance as well. Uh, you've got to you've got to count a lot of stuff and make sure the whole transaction goes uh, safely because um, there's the first time home buyers where it goes it's fully emotional and uh, people are just maybe falling in love with the the home and then right. the business side of it is to do the numbers work. Um, I like both sides. So obviously on the, on a financial side, it's uh, it's something else. You've got to be good with your with your numbers for sure. Okay. Yeah. So on the same topic of skills you need to have and learning about yourself kind of what's the biggest thing you think you've learned about yourself since becoming a real estate agent mm. slash realtor first of all would you describe yourself as a realtor real estate agent so uh a realtor is an actual association that's used in the in north america so the states also have it okay but uh a real estate agent is used internationally okay yeah so technically i'm both okay. i'm a realtor in ottawa I'm jack of all trades jack of all trades um yeah so what was the question biggest thing you've learned about yourself biggest thing i've learned about myself um mm, i think honestly it's the hours i wasn't sure i wasn't sure if i was gonna have to because you know some people actually think like oh you know you're gonna it's like a fallback career too. Like you'll see a lot of middle-aged people going into real estate and then saying like, oh, you know, I just changed the path. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't make it. The reason why is that they just don't put into work. And at the real, what I've 
realized is that I'm ready to put in that amount of work and I've been doing that. This summer has been the craziest for me. And uh, yeah, it's, I hope it doesn't stop, honestly. Okay. So I think that's what I've realized. Like from the government pace to this, <laughs> it's like day and night, you know? It's completely yeah. different for yeah. sure. Yeah. Biggest misconception about the real estate industry. Misconception. Uh, like you said that yeah, think, a lot of people come from think, it like a midlife crisis kind of and change their career path. I paths. think that's it. I think that's it. I think a lot of people think like, oh, you know, a real estate, being a realtor is easy. Uh, do they, are they worth the commission? Uh, do they really work for it? You know what? Um, I think, I think on some transactions, it comes easy. It just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on other times, it can be really, really tough. And there's a lot of driving around. Um, it's, yeah, I think being a realtor itself, if you want to succeed, it's not, it, it really is difficult. Just with, again, again, saying the amount of uh, realtors here in Ottawa, I think like 3,000 or something like that. So if you want to make it, you have to put in uh, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you going to a lot of, like, there's 3,000 of you in Ottawa. Are there a lot of events that you go to to meet with your peers at other agencies to discuss, to learn from? Like, have you learned from anybody in this industry, you'd say, who's been kind of like a like mentor a role model to you? Kinda? Yeah, mentor, role model. Uh, my, my recruit guy, uh, AJ Plant for um, Exit Realty, he's the, um, not franchise owner, but the... Uh, he deals with all the franchisees. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, this guy is a really great guy. Uh, all the questions I've had, uh, he's always answered it for me. So thank you, AJ, if you're listening yeah. one day. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think this might, this, he was probably a role model. Like uh, he got me into it. Uh, but uh, honestly, the whole decision of going it, going into it was my, my own. But I think if I were to have to pick one, it'd be AJ Plant. Okay. Yeah. But on that note though of, social events like to advertise yourself right and market yourself are you always going into these like specific events maybe that aren't work related and trying to advertise yourself to see to meet new people you don't know that they are looking to buy a house but you might just meet them and yeah um i should do more of those yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i don't really right now uh lacking time to go to these meet and greets but um it's very important because yeah, you want to you want to be constantly growing your social sphere. Yeah. Uh, the more connections you have, the more uh, opportunities it creates. Uh, but I've got my uh, trio uh, team that I'm working with. Um, I've got my lawyer and then my uh, mortgage brokers. So with these, um, I've got the other professionals I need to uh, reach the certain success I want. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Do you think that real estate or being a realtor? is something that's not really promoted well enough in high school because you mentioned that you went to college for another program right yeah. after high school. Yeah. And you, I'm assuming real, being a real estate agent wasn't on your radar back then. Otherwise, you would have chosen it. Uh, but I and think, obviously, it takes time to know exactly what you want, right? Yeah. Do you think that's something that's not really well, well I, promoted back then? Well, well promoted. Um, I, think, I think the... Going being a realtor or a real estate agent, you have to know a lot about homes, right? So I think when you're graduating, you're 18 years old mm-hmm. from high school, um, you don't know a lot about homes. So it's hard to actually imagine yourself selling homes when you know zero percent of it at mm-hmm. all. Like you've never owned a home, most likely you're not leasing, right. so you're le- you're living in your parents' basement or I don't know wherever. So to jump into that kind of uh, work life it's it's a bit difficult because right you've got to you've got to convince your clients that um you're professional and you know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. so how can you convince let's say uh, i don't know 30 to uh, 50 year old uh, that you know more than them at 18 years old yeah it's it's very hard to do so even at my age i'm 25 and uh, it can be challenging right You're, you're meeting someone they've owned x amount of properties and you're trying to educate them on purchasing or just any piece of the property. Quite difficult. Can that be tough sometimes, though, even for you now? Like, if you're dealing with a couple who's this might not be the first home they're buying. And you're trying to tell them you know more than them, but they've already purchased a home before dealing with you. And has there ever been a situation where you've clashed with a client or and had to make the best of it without being defensive or just 
having uh, to deal with no no no, no. actually i'll love i'll love the learning curve okay. and uh, if they want to judge me on that um so be it but um no honestly uh, i know i'm just 25 years old and there's so much more to learn uh so uh, no no it has not happened yet uh, it might happen but i don't think so because i'm quite open-minded to that i don't think i take it wrongly so no no do you mostly sell to or have you mostly sold to first-time home buyers or has it been mostly it's a good mix a good mix okay. yeah it's a good mix yeah yeah like a 50 I, I, or... uh percentage again uh yeah almost yeah yeah, yeah for real okay uh, about 50 50 so for a new home buyer or owner what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give them uh first time home buyers yeah um you gotta be a bit realistic too uh finance is a huge thing if the uh bank or uh, mortgage broker tells you you're only pre-proof for 350 don't go past that uh it'll most likely fall through um so yeah trust in what the banks has given you um and uh, yeah, most likely it's your first, if it's your first property, it's not going to be your forever home. So right. not that I'm saying uh, just take whatever you can get, but uh, be sure that it's most likely it will not be your last property. So just be open-minded on certain properties. Like if you like, I think, because there's no perfect home. So if you like, I think 80% or more of it, I, f- I feel like... So for your it's first a, home? Yeah, for your first home, it's a good match, right? Yeah. If you're aiming to save... Uh, if you're aiming to have maybe a 20% down if you got the budget then yeah maybe jump that first step and go for your forever home but um, yeah there's some people doing it too you want to flip homes too uh, hold it for a few years get the appreciation on it and sell that works too so yeah just make sure to buy a property that is going to be that will appreciate well right there's certain uh, things you should look at for that right and is going for the 20% down payment a um, preferred option you'd say or if it's not your forever home would it be more aim for 10 15 because i can't imagine too many people and now i'm seeing a lot of people around our age who are buying homes on like facebook instagram whatever a lot of them are buying homes and 20 percent down payments not 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 a lot of money like it's a it's lot huge. of money you have to have saved it's huge. up you right? do the math for someone to um just jump out of their parents or leasing um, if they haven't built equity, it's very hard to just pull that money into a new property and put 20% down. It's because those people, you haven't seen them on social media for five years because they've been just saving up, basically, Yeah, yeah right? maybe, maybe. But yeah, no, 20% is huge. So don't be afraid to just put less than that. You don't have to. There will be uh, added cost to that, CMHC. But uh, I think the sooner you buy, the better it is for you. Just like I said, appreciation, inflation, all that stuff is very good. Just because uh, later on when you will sell it, uh every year it's increasing so you'll get your money back for sure yeah so for first time home buyers or just any home buyers to begin with saving money it's a good uh, tip you would give someone who's looking to buy their home as far as financials are concerned how much money should they be saving on a regular basis and spending Um, as little as possible yeah okay so if you want to depends again on the down payment you want to put so uh, i can't really tell you the exact amount that we need it depends on the property they're buying um if you're looking for detached property in um in orleans for example yeah um you're going to be looking in a high 300s to you know like normal detached property not fully suited like crazy mansion uh 500 550s in 600s you're falling to really nice properties 600s 600s you're falling to really nice properties like really nice properties yeah. 700 800 and then i'm whatever. hoping that's your forever home if that's what yeah you're that's what i'm at, saying yeah. but it, everyone has different tastes right yeah. so you could think it's your favorite home uh, forever home and then someone something happens you find it too big the kids move out and then it's no longer forever home right, right. so um but yeah like uh, saving money aside uh, is really obviously really important but the biggest thing to get the finance you're looking for is to make sure you don't have ongoing debts that will cut you so bad for uh, the banks and mortgage brokers um so if you have a new car uh, make sure to pay that off right car loan uh, car payments car loans um take a pretty big hit on that just because that the banks know it's mm. it, it's not an asset 
it's a liability, right? It's a certain, uh, to a certain uh, point because it, it decreases in value. Yeah. So for that, they, they know that you have maybe 400 a month or, I don't know, 300 a month. So that has to be paid off. And um, again, following in the down payment you want to put, if you want to put the minimum percentage, which is 5% down on, I don't know, a townhouse here, you could be looking at 350 to uh, 400. You can get low 300s, but usually 350s to 400s. Um, yeah, 5% down on that. You're looking probably 15,000 to uh, 20,000, 5% yeah. down. If you want to put the 20%, well, yeah, that's a bigger number, obviously. Yeah, it's like 60, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah it, can be, yeah, it can be quite high. Um, but there's also another option, which are condos. So condos, mm -hmm. people have a uh, misconception with that, that it's always in a tall building tower, right? Condos. People are saying, right. oh, condo, it's an apartment. It's totally not all the time. You can have a townhouse condo. There's, they're throughout Ottawa. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing of a townhouse. It's just you have an associated cost with it. They can range. Uh, I think the average in Ottawa is like 400, 450. But you can find some between 250 to like 700, $800 a month. So that's, that covers a lot. That covers your uh, building insurance, uh, sometimes water, and some general maintenance outside. So you'll have the guys going around cutting the lawn. Sometimes, uh, oh, they'll take care of the roads for um, snow removal, all right. that stuff. So it's it's like less hassle. The reason why the property is less expensive, though, so the price is going to be much cheaper. You're looking probably 200000 to uh, maybe high 300s. Okay. Yeah, so that's still a townhouse, like I said, but there's an ongoing cost with that. So you have to take that into account. Condo fees. Condo fees, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a different ballgame, though. Okay, I definitely feel like condos are misunderstood, too. I feel like people normally like, have a negative connotation attributed yeah. to condos Well, negative when compared to owning a house. Yeah, you know I mean? it's like you're still, you're, you're still an owner of a property, for sure. It, it's, it's fairly the same thing. It's just you're not fully independent. If you want to do major changes to the property, you're going to have to get approval from the condominium. Right. Like I said, it doesn't need to be a tower. It could be a townhouse. But even then, you have to get approval. If it's aesthetics, um, cosmetic stuff, uh, it should be okay. You shouldn't, get, you shouldn't need an approval. But you have to watch out. They all have different rules. Uh, some of them don't allow pets. Mm. Um, sometimes they even have age restrictions. And all sorts of stuff. So yeah, you got to make sure if you're going to dip your toes into those that uh, you're aware of all the rules. So that uh, usually when you're purchasing one, it's called, you want to order the status certificate. Status certificate yeah. will give you all the important information you need um, from the condominium. So you're going to look at the condo fees, how much they are, uh, if the funds are healthy, because all the fees you're paying, it goes into a fund and make sure that if there's any major rep repairs going on, it can cover it and there's no special assessments on the way. Special assessment could be, you know, okay, for an example, okay, all the sightings have to be changed. Oh, just random $2,000 that all the owners have to pay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, we spoke off air about adding value to homes. I think you had some yeah. comments on that. Yeah. So, uh, you can add value and there's also different properties that you want to... Um, you want to purchase because that property will increase higher than the other ones or it'll just sell much easier. So uh, things you can do to increase your properties um, where you'll get the most return on your investment. Um, so kitchen is a huge one. Yeah. Uh, basement, if you want to finish your basement, that's a good one too. And uh, washrooms. So those are probably the ones that will increase your property the most. Um, whatever you put on the landscaping outside, um, you can get about 25% back, 30% back, 40% back, but not much. The basement, it can be 50 to 60%, I think. Okay. And um, kitchen, uh, washrooms is like 75%. Yeah. So make sure if you want to deck out um, certain areas of your home, it's going to be that. Okay. Never would have thought bathrooms would be one of the top drivers well, on that. You go quality. there multiple times a day. And you want to make sure yeah, it's clean. Sure. Yeah, and then obviously floors too. Carpets are kind of outdated now. A lot of people are going for engineer floorings, uh, hardwood, all sorts of things like yeah, that. Tearing yeah. out carpet, I feel like, is the classic first step. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> classic first step, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it depends though. You'll Some people like carpet, but yeah. The dying breed, I feel like. Yeah, dying people breed. like carpets. No <laughs> offense. Uh, sometimes we can, uh, I know, I, I visit some properties and it's like that 
it's like a person who purchased a property in the 70s and they haven't done anything at all to it. So you still have that like 70s carpet original. Right. And um, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's it's special. It's pretty unique. So speaking of home features, home like specific home features, what is something that in your experience you've noticed people tend to gravitate towards the most or when they see a specific feature a home might have that they tend to like that feature of the home the most? You know what I mean? Like a nice furnished a bathroom or finished basement. What what's a top driver when you're trying to sell a house? That top sell- driver. So what people are honestly like looking for when they looking the things for like that, that will make people fall in love. With- exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, it depends what the person's looking for. I have some people that are just looking for the the, the amazing yard. Right. But uh, when you're working with two clients, within the, when it's a couple. Um, and it can be, uh, you've got to adapt because some of them are looking for something like amazing basement, basement space. They want to have their bar in the basement, whatever. And some people are like, um, I want my rooms very spacious. Um, you know, I want two sinks in the washroom upstairs. All sorts of stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it ranges. Honestly, yeah. ranges. If you're in a rural area, so obviously it's a, it's a lot size that matters most of the time. Because if yeah. you're going to go to a rural area, you know, uh, Rockland's getting... Um, not so rural, but still is. But yeah, you're going to go uh, Alfred and um, Russell, Limoges. People usually want the nice lot. They want the nice yard, right? Because it gives you the a depth. lot of possibilities too for the outside yeah. additions I mean, on the You're going to go away from Ottawa. You want the, sp- the space at least, you know? Yeah. No, nice yard in the backyard gives you opportunities. Yeah. Like us, we expanded our uh, kitchen area, like almost doubled it. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's good good, uh, good to have for sure. Yeah. yeah. People love the open concept now. So yeah, it makes sense. A lot of people are tearing down some walls, uh, opening their kitchen. Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge right now. How are pools for you in your experience? Do they help or? Uh... Okay. So that actually might be a misconception. Um, so pools, a lot of people think they add value, which they totally don't. It depends. It's very subjective to um, the buyers. Like if you have kids, most of the time people were do have kids. That's the that's the buyers who will, will want a pool. But at the same time, if they have kids, they constantly have to be on the watch outside for the kid right. to fall in. Yeah. And um, for that reason, a lot of people they rather just have the lawn so they can just put their kids in the yard and then they can just have their fun and put the, like the inflatable pool in there if they want. Like yeah, inflatable lawn. pool. Yeah, that can yeah. do just the job. Obviously. It's not as nice to look at. Age limit. Too, yeah. But, but uh, generally, unless it, like if it's an outground pool, it really does not increase the value. No, outground. It, no, no. If it's an in-ground pool and you got super nice patio stones, okay, sure. You could add some if, if the buyers are looking for that. But again, if the people aren't looking for a pool, they really don't want a pool and they find the property and they like it, but there's a pool, they might just say, no, it's a no-go for us because there's a pool. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So is pool the biggest misconce- misconception that buyers tend to like or well, is there another one well uh no i think that's probably the biggest one like yeah people think that pools will just increase the value and it really does not yeah no it really does not mm. yeah how has um websites like purple bricks oh i didn't want you to mention those <laughs> why would you do that yeah so just purple to get you Brick, talking about them yeah like, um are those your number any public other, enemy number one yeah so i think any other realtor that would be sitting in my seat right now would say the same thing they like they'd walk out yeah basically yeah. it was just yeah, out of respect yeah. to me that so, you're not so these guys um they're a sell by owner they offer different packages um they can yeah they're basically flat fees okay and what you do with that flat fee is that you sell yourself you sell your property yourself so you're cutting you're slashing the commission on the listing side okay um and now you decide how much you want to offer on the representing of the buyer right because usually when the standard i think is five percent here so 2.5 go on each side now what Purple Brick is doing is that they offer like fifteen hundred, and then or different. I think there's different costs, but again, it depends with the package you're you're, you're choosing. But um, yeah. So the fifteen hundred you're paying, and then you 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 basically host the open house, or you negotiate, you negotiate for yourself. You'll let the people in. You'll show your property, whatever it is, and then you're offering a certain commission, or you could just offer nothing. Now, if you're offering nothing. There might be realtors who just don't bring any buyers at all. Um, but yeah, that's generally how Purple Bricks work. So they're doing fairly well right now. Um, and this is a seller's market. So properties are selling quite easily. 
again, going on the uh, unbalancement of uh, supply and demand, more buyers and less uh, sellers. So yeah, for that, for that reason, uh, the purple break is working really well. Um, if the market were to switch and become a buyer's market, I'm not sure they would do as well. But yeah, I've noticed quite a lot of... Um, Uh, signs up recently in uh, for Popo Brick. So yeah, they're they're taking a lot of the listings. It, it makes sense too. I know I'm never going to tell someone um, that Purple Brick makes no sense at all. If you can save, you know, <laughs> 10 to 20 Gs or even more, why not, right? So like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like when you're getting on the properties that are worth uh, four, 400s, 500s, 600s, it's a lot of money. Even if you're just slicing a commission in half. But yeah. It depends. There's a lot of people who aren't ready to fork up the time, don't like negotiating. Um, they don't like having to, to show the property themselves, face-to-face -face transactions. There's a lot of reasons why people don't want to go with Puerto Rico as For well. For sure. Uh, that's, or else they, they would have been here years ago, right? Yeah. So I think they, they just bought or merged with another company called um, Comfrey, Du Proprio en Québec. Okay. And... Um, Yeah, so they're, they're, they're doing fairly well right now. But I can't guarantee their success when the market will flip to buyer's market, which is which will. I haven't lived for a buyer's market yet, but that's what I've heard. So what exactly is a buyer's market? So the opposite of what we're having right now. So there's going to be too many buyers. Uh, no, there's going to be too many listings for not enough buyers. Gotcha. So that makes it so that um, the sales are just going to be tougher right like for for the for the seller of the property like he might not get any competitions at all he might sit on his property two weeks three weeks a month right. or two months three months who knows um reduce in price right now properties are selling i think at 90 percent 98% of what their listing price is or even then actually in townhome in townhouses um they sell over price over their asking like quite often is that uncommon In a no, not the seller's market. No. no, no, it's not. That's yeah. It's there. Obviously, when you're falling on different, when the reason why it's affecting townhouses so much, is because um, the banks are pretty strict now with their rules. So for you to be accepted um, past like 400s and 500s, you have to have a pretty good credit score and a good amount of equity or down. Okay, now. Not saying you're you've got a bad credit score. It's just the banks are very strict. So if you fall into the three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand bracket, um, you're not going to be alone in there. There's a huge population that falls into that category, and for that, it creates a huge amount just for townhouse because that's all they can buy, and then detached are selling for much higher. So then you're hitting a smaller population, which creates. Um, less competition on the property. So for that reason, um, those big properties will not sell way over price, uh, way, way over the asking price. They'll sell um, full asking or sometimes a bit lower. Okay. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. And um, well, with all the houses, like I said earlier, they're popping up on Innis, they're like Avalon. I don't think there's going to be a shortage of houses to buy. Oh, yeah, no. You can buy from... Um, From the contractors, uh, Mento, uh, Mento there's a ton of them. Yeah. Matami, Matami, yeah. Uh, Urbandale, the list goes on there. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 there's so much room here. So it's that's why that's another reason why I, I don't think a recession is gonna come. Like they're just it's constantly we're getting new waves of immigrants every year. Uh, investments. It, it's there's so much room too to expand. So that's why I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Stagnant, maybe, but it's not, not going to decline. Yeah. Do you find yourself having to follow world news, global news to keep up with what's happening and how that might affect your relations uh, with clients and uh, finding clients? Um, yes and no. Um, obviously, Canada's um, uh, economy is tied to the States. Um, I'm not naming anybody, but someone has a huge influence on that. Right. Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if uh, the states are doing uh, bad, it might affect us. And uh, yeah, it has a huge play on us. But uh, overall, it falls into um, Bank of Canada. So whatever interest rate or prime they offer, you know, it's going to fall on that. Comparing yeah. the states to Canada, are you aware of what the differences are between real estate in Canada and the states? 
how much more or less lucrative it could be in the States? Um, so in the States, people have to use realtors. Have to. There's a, well, have to. I mean, like, it's not mandatory, but everyone's just using them. I mean, it's actually a different world over. Purple Bricks tried to uh, break into that market, and I think they were losing... They lost millions. They actually right. withdrew from the state. So now they're only maybe from Australia too. I don't want to say something false, but um, right now they're really just farming um, London because it's a it's a UK based uh, company. Okay. And then Canada, obviously Commonwealth countries. So Australia, Canada, and then um, uh, yeah UK. But um, yeah, so they tried to break into the states. It didn't work out at well at all. Just re- the reason why is that everyone's using realtors. So that. The, the option of selling it yourself and offering no commission, no one was introduced to their properties and right. they just did not sell at all. My parents actually tried to sell a property and they were offering nothing. They're basically a grapevine company, which is sell yourself and you're hoping for a private buyer not being represented. Right. And uh, absolutely everybody was represented. So they did not get a single showing <laughs> until the uh, the uh, they they spoke with a, an agent over there and they told them oh well that's crazy you're not offering nothing uh, you're not offering us uh, at least three percent which as soon as they did the phone was ringing constantly yeah. and then they sold the property so yeah the market over there is um, yeah different for sure uh, everybody's using agents and uh, it doesn't look like it's stopping any time any moment you know yeah. I yeah. feel like it's easier to acquire property in the states than it is here acquire why like buy i feel like it's just cheaper in some regions than here here average pro what's the average price of a house in orleans like you said like 300 to uh, 400 000. yeah the average price for um, auto is freehold so freehold um is not a condo okay no 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 not true so a freehold property yes a freehold property is um when you're not associated with a condo medium. So when you got the common expenses, you're part of the condo. Yeah. So that, that's, that's not freehold. So freehold, you're basically independent on doing whatever. So that, for that reason, um, the, the homes, these properties are worth more. The average price for Ottawa, um, I think it's 450000 Is a freehold like a, a Madame home, like an Avalon kind of? Yes, or? yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. that's a freehold, yeah. Okay. So the condos are not freehold. You're part of the condo medium. Okay, because I used to live in um, a freehold. I was not aware that's what it was called. Yeah. In Avalon at yeah. uh, Montmorency 255. That was the spot. But yeah, <laughs> you know, learning every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So big difference between freehold and um, being part of a condominium. You're part of a community, right? So you're a shareholder on that. So you want to make sure that there's like certain meetings and uh, you can participate on that. There's all sorts of votes you can do um, because often they have amenities off as well too, right? So they sometimes offer um, uh, workout rooms, uh, pools, tennis courts. Depends on the condo. They're all different. But yeah, so that's the difference between a con- being part of a condo or being part of a sh- being a shareholder of a condominium and then owning your own independent property. So right. uh, freehold. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, man, that was very interesting. I mean, that's all I had prepared for questions. That's okay. Um, you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think we basically covered a lot. Okay, very yeah. educational for uh, first-time homeowners and so. buyers. Yeah, because I'm sure that's most of my demographic here. Not too many uh, sellers <laughs> who listen to this right now anyways. But, uh, yeah, so I guess a nice and short, sweet episode there. Thanks a lot for joining, Marty, and... Um, Oh, thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for everyone for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. And yeah, peace. (laughs) All right.